Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Awesome Early Bird Podcast. It's your old pal Emac coming to you with one Terry McBride. That's T McBee as we get ready for Tuesday, September 8th, baseball I'm on the road. The sound quality here may not be the best. Terry, I, I, I sprung for the expensive uh, Wi-Fi, the upgrade, but then it just didn't work. Said I wouldn't connect to it. So it was a, me and technology battling on the road, of course. <laughs> of course. That's, uh, that's just par for the course for you. Whether you're home, whether you're on the road, it seems like uh, the technology gets on top of you a little bit. But, uh, hey, I can see you. I can hear you. It seems like we're recording. So rock and roll. We got this. Yeah, I'm using the, the – I brought the mic. The Blue Yeti's with me. Brought my second monitor. I've got my other camera, but this is just the built-in. I didn't want too many things plugged in at the moment because I, since I wasn't sure how good – sure how well the Wi-Fi was going to be carrying this show – uh, we we will see. I, I think I'm actually on air uh, tomorrow. So fortunately, I'm not producing. I've done shows from down here for the last seven or eight years, so I know it works. It's just that if I was the one running OBS on my computer, we'd have big problems. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you need me to jump in somehow and uh, do what I can, I don't produce. I don't know how to do it, but I'm happy to try. So uh, if something goes haywire tomorrow, I'll be here. All right. Well, yeah, you would ju- you would just have to be an on-air talent. I think you've got that down. You far surpassed me with your analysis. So there we are. Oh, please. All right. We've got slates all over the place. There are three doubleheaders. The one that I kept staring at the – I kept counting and getting 18 games or whatever, but I couldn't figure out what the third doubleheader was because I kept looking for a duplicated team, and I only found two. It's because Oakland and Houston are reversing who the home team is for one of them. I must, I don't think they're flying from Oakland to Houston <laughs> for these that games. Would be, that would be very Major League Baseball of them to do that, though, and to make that happen. Yeah, this is, I think this is more like uh, – like Toronto, you're the home team, even though this game is in Washington D.C. <laughs> before they went to Buffalo. So, yeah, it was just who knows uh, on this one. But hey, it's 2020. But we've got the games, we've got the matchups. We'll go through each of these. We're gonna kind of use DK as our guideline. We're more worried about talking about the pitching matchups to help you guys out, and then everything smooths out once we get to the late slate. It's just how are these they handling these different things? The other sites have chopped them up a little bit as well. It's just that nobody has them uh, consistently. We'll use that word. But uh, our first uh, set of our first set of games, we have a pair on DraftKings. Now both of these are game ones of the doubleheader, so they make it very easy for us. They're both seven inning games. We've got the uh, the Houston one, and, and Oakland is going to float around there a little bit. But in this uh, this matchup, we got to play four of these pitchers. We've got Jose Berrios. We've got Zach Eflin. We've got Martin Perez. And then I believe coming off the injured list is Carlos Martinez. Is that what you uh, have as well? He's He was been dealing with COVID, so... Yeah, that is what I have. That it's Martinez coming back from uh, the uh, from COVID, and uh, not sure. Uh, I didn't have Eflin. Uh, I had Martin Perez, and uh, looks like Ryan Yarbrough was my next guy there. But, uh, but that's uh, Eflin for the Phil. I might have just Phillies. missed him. Uh, yeah, I might have just missed him when I was putting these notes together. Yeah, because that's uh, yeah. Yarbrough is he's uh, Yarbrough, in the yeah. next the next set of games. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I might have missed Eflin there as we was putting this together. He might not have been listed yet. But, uh, yeah, overall, I mean, out of those guys, I think we, it's pretty clear that uh, Jose Barrios is by far the best pitcher. Um, oh, I should, I should also yeah. say this. All the sites are in disagreement because I've got Dobnak and Ponce de Leon on another site here. Now, the, again, these matchups are going to be the same. So we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the pitching. So we're going to cover everybody. And we're not worried about that. But just in case you guys see this, we're doing this the night before. There's no consistency across MLB.com, DraftKings, two other fantasy sites, and baseball um, fan graphs, as I'm looking at it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so so just, just know, let's focus on pitcher versus team. That's not going to change, I hope. Yeah, so... Uh, Back to you, Terry. <laughs> I think we can definitely call Berrios the best overall pitcher just in a vacuum on this uh, little weird slate of ours. Um, you know, going up against the cards, it's a pretty good spot too. Uh, cards are 27th in baseball with a 142 ISO against right-handed pitching this year. Uh, the WRC plus is right around league average at a 102, so 2% above. 22.1% um, strikeout rate, 11% uh, walk. So not too bad as far as uh, drawing the walk and limiting the strikeout. But uh, I think Berrios is in line for a pretty decent start here. Uh, draws 44.1% uh, grounders. Uh, his career is 409 so it's up a little bit this year. Using his sinker 23% of the time. Gets good whiff on his change uh, that he uses mostly to lefties. Overall, 23.3% strikeout rate for his career. 7.9% walk rate. 25.8% uh, strikeout this year. The walks are up a little bit this year, but I think he can handle this cards lineup. There's not a ton to really, really worry about there. So I think we can play him. Uh, Martinez, I don't know what kind of leash we'd be getting coming back from COVID. Doesn't sound like it's somebody who's going to be pitching very much. No, and he's only made one start because he kind of, he on July 28th, and then he missed or the whole chunk of uh, the season that St. Louis missed, but he was one of the guys who was sick that caused them to miss those. So, yeah, it's it's tough to know. I'd be shocked with more than 50 pitches, 5-0. Yeah, and then just looking back, you know, it's, uh, well, 2019, we don't actually have that much uh, data on him, it doesn't look like, but uh, overall for his career, he's 23.3% strikeout rate. Uh, he did limit the long ball over time, but uh, this Twins lineup is is pretty good. Uh, 191 ISO versus right-handed pitching this year, uh, 104% uh, WRC plus. So a little over league average uh, WRC plus, but they're going to get into this cards bullpen pretty early on. I think we can get to the twins bats a little bit. And I, I really wouldn't roll out too much Martinez. I don't have the price on this weird little slate uh, in front of me for DK. So if you have that, if it's an exceptionally low price, maybe we can justify it and get away no, with it. No, he's oh. he's eight thousand even, so yeah. he, it's it's yeah. just not really worth it. And and so I'm I'm trying to look and see who might be their next guy in, but I don't know Ponce de Leon. So we'll talk about him here because they could they could use him as a starter. They could use him after Martinez. We just we don't know. He's coming up from the alternate site. He's one of the guys that they've they've had up uh, two or three different times. He's made. Uh, five total appearances. His last one was on the 28th of August. So he has gone 41, 93 pitches back on the August 23rd, 79 on the 18th, and 29, or the on the July 29th, he went 85. So we know he's most likely stretched out in that 80 or so pitch range, even when he's been at the alternate side. That seems to be reasonable. So he could be the standalone starter, or we could see him them say, hey, you go after Martinez and we're going to start player not yet named Monday night in the game, the evening game of the doubleheader. So we don't know about that. But if we're going to talk Ponce de Leon, he's not been great. Uh, 782 ERA, averaging almost two base runners per inning. He's given up a home, one home run in each of his last four starts. It's the walks that have been getting him four, four, three, and three. That's more than one per inning pitched. It's it's pretty dicey. So even if he's the guy that's in on this slate, he's 7,400. At least you're going to get some pitches from him. It may not be what you like, though. We're hoping we're hoping he survives. He has had three of his last four outings have been positive fantasy points. That's what <laughs> that's, we're left measuring. <laughs> Man, 2020 is weird when that's uh, the one thing we can hang our hat on. But uh, 
the kid does have a good strikeout rate over time uh, in his minor league career. Uh, he was trending towards a high 20s, uh, I believe, uh, last I saw it. So uh, he is a kid who can sit guys down, but uh, he walks way too many hitters. And that's just who he is. You mentioned that. Uh, so that's right on trend for him. So, yeah, dicey, dicey play. If you know for sure that he's going, then maybe. Uh, if he's one of those guys where it's he might be the next guy up out of the bullpen, I think that's way too much to pay for him. All right, uh, the next two are the Boston and Philly game. It looks like we have more consensus on this one. It will most likely in this set of games be Zach Eflin and Martin Perez, uh, 74 and 6,800. Here's your reasonable price points. Uh, Martin Perez, I always like to point out, doesn't get blown up nearly as often as everybody thinks he does uh, because it's true. He really doesn't. Reasonable ground ball rate allows home runs, but there's usually no base runners on. Uh, doesn't get a ton of strikeouts, relies a little bit more on the ground ball. Just kind of an innings eater. Double plays tend to save him. Uh, Eflin's been having a nice nice little year thus far. I've been saying bad, bad things about him. I may have to walk some of those back, but uh, not too many of them. Uh, another adequate pitcher going against Boston. This is a watered-down Boston lineup, but it's not, not what we're used to seeing from them. Um, any highlights you want to hit from either of these guys? You, you nailed it with Eflin. He's, uh, I was just looking at his StatCast page. I, like I said, I didn't have him in my notes by accident there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's actually surprising. I, I wasn't really on my radar that he's been pitching this well. But uh, he's also a bigger dude than I realized, 6'6", 220. I didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, in general, he's uh, six starts this year, 32 innings, 42 strikeouts, one two seven whip. So he's putting some guys on base, but not anything you know you really have to be concerned with. And then the stat cast is, is all very good. Seventy six uh, percentile in exit velo, seventy six in hard hit rate. Uh, he's eighty uh, ninth percentile in x woba, eighty third in the strikeout rate this year. Only twenty third percentile in whiff. So he's getting some strikeouts without uh, getting a ton, a ton of swing and miss on it. But uh, just scrolling down, he's. Uh, throwing a sinker 55% of the time. So a lot of sinker usage here. And then that's setting up some of his breaking stuff. So he's getting pretty good whiff on his curveball. Uh, so it could be a decent spot for him. That's uh, that surprised me a little bit. And right. then uh, on the other side with, uh, with Perez, you mentioned he doesn't get blown up a lot. And he's a guy that uh, I talk about a lot uh, about going after, but you're right. He's especially this year. He's been, uh, he's been burning me a little bit on that. But the matchup, uh, the Phillies just smoke lefties. 241 ISO is second in the league uh, so far this year. 123 WRC plus. They only strike out 20.5% of the time. So I think it's a pitcher once again that I want to attack with some bats. All right. And then the alternative potential instead of um, Eflin could be Vincent Velasquez. He's going to start one of the games they're saying he was moved to the bullpen he did pitch 90 pitches back on August 20th. He has made one appearance since then. It was on August 30th where he threw 36 pitches. Uh, he's probably good for 60, 65 pitches when he's coming in. The hesitation in my voice is he just he allows too many home runs. He just has never developed on the talent that we saw him come up with. And the, the bona fides never turned into reality. He started out with some nice strikeout upside, but just... It just went downhill, just major regression. It's kind of like Fulton Avage, in my opinion. Um, started out well and then just just imploded. Yeah, I'm with you on that. He's never really been a guy that I trust. He's a guy that sometimes you see pop up in uh, DFS discussions and uh, in projections, but uh, not somebody I really want any part of. Uh, he's made three starts this season, sitting uh, fifth percentile in exit velo allowed, first percentile in hard hit rate allowed. Uh, Striking out some guys like you mentioned, but he just allows a ton of hard contact. Uh, one six seven whip so far this year, putting a lot of guys on base. Not somebody I want any part of. All right, now we're on to the six o'clock slate again. We're just following along here with what what DraftKings is doing. They've got four games in this. However, they do have the Oakland Houston game, which is uh, one of the doubleheader games. So it's a seven inning game amongst the three other games that are here. So we have Tampa Bay at Washington. Kansas City at Cleveland, the second game of the doubleheader, or the first game of the doubleheader for Oakland, Houston, and then you've got New York and Toronto. So we've got some good, some good uh, pitching at least to talk about here. Well, at least from New York and uh, Toronto. And yes, I'm including J.A. Happ as at least a good pitcher by comparison of these other guys we're going to mention. But uh, let's start off with Happ and Tavon Walker. 
Um, okay. Uh, Jay Happ as a good pitcher. I want to hear more about that as a Yankees fan because I'd like to meet that guy. <laughs> well, revenge, right? Because he was with Toronto at some point after sure. Seattle, yeah. I think. <laughs> good, yeah, good little chunk of his career there. So, uh, no, I, I'm just joking around a little bit. Uh, I do actually get a pretty good projection on Hap. Um, so I, it's surprising for me. And I worry about the Blue Jays. Uh, They've got some pop uh, against lefty pitchers. Uh, only a 171 ISO, but a 109 WRC+. plus. So they're above average creating runs. Uh, we saw them go off against the lefty today. Uh, and, and Hap just allows a lot of home runs and a lot of power the last two years. 190 home run per nine in 2019. 180 uh, so far this year. Uh, he's pitching for innings for sure, uh, trying to hit a uh, innings bonus that's built into his contract. The Yankees have been messing around with uh, how much they're using him and how much uh, how much they're letting him start because of that. Sitting 22nd uh, percentile in exit velo allowed, 23rd in hard hit rate. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a ninth percentile in strikeout rate, 17th percentile in whiff. Um tough spot uh it's a i don't know i don't know how much i really want to get to him um it's yeah uh, it's 14 percent strikeout rate this year 10.8 percent walk 547 x fip dicey dicey i'm i would trust my model and go with some of it at 7500 but uh it's a tough ask for me all right, and then uh, Taiwan Walker, you've got him coming in for about 90, 95 pitches would be my guess. This will be his third start since coming over to Toronto from Seattle. Uh, 81-92, 106-98 were his last four games. Um, it's just he, he throws hard, he gets hit hard. That's That's the book on him. Yeah, and he's uh, he's started throwing a cutter. Uh, he's got a uh, cutter that he's using 22% of the time. So he was throwing it previously, but only like 8% of the time. And we've seen a lot of guys start working with that pitch, and it's made a lot of difference, uh, particularly some of the guys who were out in Seattle. Um, so that's made a difference for him. Uh, he's mixing it in with uh, an 11% usage sinker, 18.7% splitter that he uses as his off-speed pitch, and it helps him generate some whiff on those pitches. So it's made him into a better overall pitcher. Uh, but still 480 XFIP in his 38 and two thirds innings so far this year. Uh, overall for his career, 21.3% strikeout rates, uh, 7.4% walks. This year he's sitting 20.6, 7.5. So right around his career average with that 479 XFIP. The one big thing he's got going for him, and uh, I know they scored some runs today, but uh, the Yankees just kind of suck lately. They've been bad. Um, so against this pitcher, I, I would probably in a vacuum tend to lean more toward the Yankees bats, but these aren't the Yankees bats that, uh, you know, the, the typical uh, explosive offense. So uh, I think you can get some Walker in your life. The price 8,500 on FanDuel, a little bit of a big ask. What's his price on DK? Uh, it is 7,600. 76. So I like it better over there uh, than on the one pitcher site for sure. Uh, a little weird four game slate. So, and dealing with one game that's at uh, seven innings. So, I think you can get some of them in your life on uh, over on DK. All right. Let's talk about that seven inning game. Frankie Montas got uh, pushed back. Chris Bassett replaced him on Monday. Not interested in Montas. However, I am interested in Zach Grinke. A seven inning game has the potential for a complete game bonus, especially from someone like Zach Grinke. Now, he's only gone seven innings, let's see, once. Uh, in his last three, four starts, but he went six, five, six, and eight. That's 104, 96, 106, 97, 94 pitches. So he, if anybody can get a seven-inning complete game shutout, he's going to be one of the guys on the short list. I'm okay with him. He is 9,800, but I don't want to look away from it. Montas, I want to look away. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that makes sense. I think it's a, uh, a good call on your part as far as the opportunity to get to that complete game. Uh, seven innings, 
would probably not be much of a problem. And he's also got the upside of strikeouts in this game. Uh, a strikeout 25.9% of the time uh, against righties. So that sh- should help him out a little bit. Uh, he's been really getting by on guile and I'm not sure what else this year, 46 and a third innings, three, seven, seven X fit, just making things work despite only bringing it at uh, 87 miles an hour. Now on his fastball, his fastball is what his changeup used to be uh, as far as velocity goes. So he doesn't throw the change like at all anymore. Uh, but he's throwing uh, 21% sinker two seamer that's working well for him. Uh, the, the change used to be a 21% pitch uh, and just not throwing it at all. But like I said, he's uh, only uh, 82nd percentile in exit velo, 76th in hard hit rate, 61st percentile in ex-woba. So he's making things work for him. Only 57th percentile in, uh, K rate, in strikeout rate and uh, 53rd in whiff, but that's workable here. I, I think we can get a very good start out of Grinky. So I think he's worth it uh, on both sides. I think he's worth the money. All right, moving on to the next game. Again, skip Montas, but uh, Tristan McKenzie is going for Cleveland against Kansas City. Uh, we've gone to McKenzie a, a couple times. He is throwing 81, 84, and 80 pitches. Uh, he's had six, three, and ten strikeouts in those. Now, that ten strikeout game was his first appearance against Detroit. I don't think we're going to see that again, but I still think a strikeout per inning is in play, and I think he can get five or six innings uh, against Kansas City. So I like him. I'm not really a fan of Jake Junis. You know, I mentioned him. Uh, he's only given up, let's see, three home runs so far this year in 16 innings. But if we go back to the beginning of 2018, he's one of the guys in the top 10. So he doesn't put a lot of base runners on base, but he allows a lot of solo shots. Kind of a yeah. Uh, 6,500 puts him in play a little bit just for some differentiation, but we hope he survives. For me, it's going to be McKenzie. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I'd be uh, much more uh, inclined to lean into McKenzie here. I do think he's got a significant strikeout upside, 33% strikeouts over his first 16 innings in the show. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the exact numbers there. Just excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, give up a tiny bit of hard contact. Uh, give up a home run on a changeup and a fastball, but just overall he's getting great whiff on his, uh, on his breaking stuff. Uh, tremendous slider to right-handed hitters. So uh, I really, really like the upside for the kid to put up a dynamite start. Um, the Royals are uh, 159 ISO uh, against right-handed hitting or right-handed pitching and 16% below average in uh, WRC plus not that much of a threat for him here. So uh, I definitely think he can dominate this lineup assuming he gets a uh, full stretched out start. I like the upside. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, God, look at camp, poor Kansas city. Mikel Franco, who was kind of an afterthought. Remember, he was like batting seventh or eighth. He was batting third on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, things have yeah, changed. And 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 my guy, Brad Keller, he who he of the one hundred six career uh, isolated power, did not give up a single extra base hit. Had one walk, but still gave up five runs. He got bitch slapped by sequencing. He gave up eight hits, but they were all singles. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> He's given up 22 home runs in, against 1,400 career at-bats. Uh, it's basically, it's like 907 lefties, or probably 709 lefties and like 667 righties or something like that. It's almost like split down the middle, 11 home runs to each side of the plate. That's it. He literally does not allow yeah. power. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I talked about him yesterday. One double allowed this year. Uh, One double, that's it. Yeah. I talked about him. On three shows yesterday, and I wrote about him. I mentioned him in a uh, in a column that I wrote. So that's hilarious. Of course, he gave up five runs. I even said that to Laffy today. I, I said that he would give up three home runs, but uh, yeah, that's uh, of course that he gave up five five runs without allowing a homer. That's hilarious. Uh, Jake Junis is not that guy. I think we can target the Indians here. Um, just to uh, transition back to uh, to this slate, uh, like you were saying, he gives up some power. One seven seven career home run per nine to uh, right-handed hitting. So I think he can get to the Indians. Uh, only a one four six ISO for the Indians against righty pitching this year. Ninety one WRC plus and striking out twenty four point three percent of the time going into tonight. So the numbers aren't what you would expect from what an offense that we talk about a decent amount for uh, DFS purposes. But I still like the spot against a pitcher that I don't think is all that good. Doesn't really get much whiff on anything, uh, a little bit on the slider. But then uh, he allows a ton of power on the slider when he hangs it. So I think the Indians can get to this pitcher. All right. For Tampa Bay, we should have Ryan Yarbrough. He's coming off the minimum stay on the 10-day injured list. He had a sore groin. 
come that was coming off an 80 pitch outing against Miami. He went 97 pitches the outing before that against Toronto. If we're assuming full health, which I do, well, and I don't want to say it. Well, let me say this. I don't think Tampa Bay would rush him back. Don't look now, but they're leading the AL East. They have a real shot at going to the playoffs. If he wasn't, and they're up by like what two or three games from of the, is it the Yankees or? Yeah, they're up. They're yeah. several games. I haven't seen it uh, the last couple of days after the Yankees' uh, tragic weekend, but <laughs> yeah, and I haven't looked since the weekend either. But I know Boston was like double digits back. So there's this would not be a rush him back. This would be a we have a very good chance of making the playoffs if we gave him another five days if he was going to be feeling better and he's probably going to be one of our playoff pitchers because who knows what's going on with Charlie Morton. Yeah, so I think if we see him, he's going to be good to go. And I would say be comfortable with 75-80 pitches uh, against Washington. On the other side, we've got Anibal Sanchez. Take it away for our last pair. Yeah, so I think you're right about Yarbs. If we see him out there, I think that means he's probably good to go. Uh, The one thing is, you know, he is a guy who's been utilized in that – limited innings in the beginning uh, kind of hybrid opener starter role in the past. So if they wanted to do it with him, it wouldn't be weird to, to do it with this particular pitcher, but I agree. I think if they're putting him out there, they wouldn't risk it uh, for the playoff upside, uh, particularly also just to add on to that point, it's a year where half the league is making the playoffs anyway with the expanded playoffs. Right. So they're, they're pretty much a lot to be in. So they're going to want him healthy pitching in the postseason. Yeah, um, so, so sorry, I did kind of, they're five games yeah. ahead of Toronto, six ahead of the Yankees, eight ahead of Baltimore and 14 ahead of Boston. So there's no reason to rush him back whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually surprised that isn't a locked playoff spot already. Then that far I had to be quite honest. They would have to lose like all their games the rest of the way to not make the playoffs at this point. So. They're, they're not yeah. officially locked, but it says they're a hundred percent. There you go. So if you see Yarbs out there, you can trust he's going to get his normal uh, outing to like 85 pitches. Something like uh, Imac said, uh, Annabelle on the other side is uh He's such a roller coaster of a play for DFS. Um, I've gotten to him and I've won with him before. I've lost more often than I've won with him when I've gotten to him. I think that's probably true for most people out there. Uh, he's only allowing 28.8% hard contact this year, uh, but he put it all in medium, 52.4% medium contact. So it's not like he's inducing a tremendous amount of soft contact. 5.60 uh, XFIP in his 33 and a third inning so far this year. Uh, allowing a 357 batting average on uh, balls in play against uh, over his career is a 20.7% strikeout uh, rate. So not a tremendous strikeout pitcher this year is only 15.1% strikeouts. So not really a guy I trust. And I think this raise lineup is going to be good enough against him. Uh, 188 ISO against right-handed pitching 10th best in the league, 110 WRC plus uh, also among the league leaders as a team. Uh, so uh, 24.3% strikeout rate. It's a good number for Annabelle to go after, but he's not that guy. I don't think he's going to rack up the strikeouts here. Uh, and they draw 11% walks against righties. So I think we could see him put on a couple guys uh, and they could cash in on those opportunities. So I think I prefer the race stack uh, than uh, the pitcher here. All right, we're on to our main slate here. We've got full games for everyone. Uh, at the top end, we're going to talk about Walker Buehler and Mike Clevenger uh, down on the bottom. Well, we'll get to them, qu- and we'll just go through them quickly. In the middle, we have Dylan Cease going against Pittsburgh, who has not been great by any stretch this year. Wait, am I talking about Cease, or am I talking about P- Pittsburgh? How about a comb- <laughs> combination of both? Cease has some nice back-of-the-baseball card numbers. His strikeouts, not so nice. 28 in 41 innings. That does not make fantasy goodness happen easily. But he has a 3.3 ERA. On the other side, we've got uh, Joe Musgrove, who we literally never, ever, ever know what to do with. I don't want to tangle with him against the White Sox. However, Musgrove does a decent job of limiting power for the most part. The park's going to help him out. I'm not as excited about the White Sox. I can guarantee I won't be writing about the White Sox in any of my articles (laughs) on Tuesday. (laughs) I'm sure they'll be back on Wednesday, though. Don't worry. (laughs) Well, maybe you can check over, hop over to one of my columns and uh, hear some stuff about the White Sox tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I decide those things kind of as I'm typing them and as I'm looking at stuff. Uh, But uh, I'm getting some interesting marks on them, but I'll have to poke around because I did – put the sheet together in a bit of a hurry today as we were doing our uh, fantasy draft for uh, the, for the site behind the scenes. 
Uh, getting a good projection on Dylan Cease, despite some of his struggles and despite the limited strikeouts this year. Uh, the strikeouts are weird. His calling card is that he's kind of a strikeout pitcher, and people were pr- expecting a lot of uh, projected upside for strikeouts for him. Uh, so it's weird to see him only at 15.9%. Uh, you mentioned the walks, 11.4% so far this year. 5.86 xFIP. Not a lot to get excited about with some of that stuff, but uh, the kid's got dynamite stuff. And if he can harness it for a night, which is kind of the thing I say about him every time, you could see a pretty good upside start here against what is a terrible offense. Um, for the year, he's been bad. He's allowed a lot of hard contact, uh, 38th percentile in exit velo allowed. Uh, he's allowed uh, 23rd percentile in barrels, only 14th percentile in strikeout rate, like Emac mentioned. So uh, it, it's tricky to recommend him. But the spot is great. Uh, the Pirates are dead last in uh, baseball uh, with a 120 ISO against righties. Uh, 62 WRC plus also last in the league. 25.1% strikeout rate is eighth worst in the league. So it's a killer, killer opportunity for the kid. If he pulls it together, you could see a, a slate breaking score out to him. Uh, 8,400 is a tricky price also on FanDuel. I wish he- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was cheaper, um, but I'll be curious to see him in the top uh, starters tool tomorrow for sure. Uh, Musgrove is a guy, uh, very cheap 6,600, but, uh, I don't really want to tangle with the White Sox offense here either. Uh, so I don't think I'm going to be getting to him, not getting a good projection on him either. All right. Uh, our next pair, kind of a, a whole lot of meh. It's because of where they're priced. We, uh, on DK. So we have Spencer Turnbull who has allowed one home run this season. It was in his last start, but he's 8,500. He doesn't generally allow a ton of power. He's not like Brad Keller, but usually doesn't allow too much. Adrian Hauser on the other side, just not quite putting it all together. He gets that great matchup against Detroit, but he only has uh, double-digit fantasy performances in three of his seven starts. That's not enticing at 8000 If these guys were 1500 to $2,000 cheaper, I'd be talking about them. Right now, there's nothing redeeming that I can see. So what I'm hearing is I can sell you on a $5,800 Adrian Hauser on FanDuel. Absolutely. I'd be willing to roll the dice. There's no Coors Field to pay up for but you could get, well, but it is FanDuel. You can already get every bat you want anyway. That's it. It's like, it's unnecessary savings, but it's most definitely there. Um, if you need it, if you want to pay for like every expensive bat, not worry about stacking and just put together a bunch of guys you think might hit home runs uh, going down from the top in price, you could probably do it. Um, I do like the opportunity a lot for Hauser, though, uh, just, you know, coming back to reality a little bit. Uh, Tigers are 15th in the league, so around, you know, right at the league average, uh, 179 ISO against righties, but only in 92 WRC plus, so 8% below average. What I really like is the strikeout upside, 28.2% strikeout rate against righties this year. So very good. That's the worst in the league. So very good opportunity for uh, Hauser. Uh, 3.82 XFIP in the 38 innings so far this year. Uh, using a sinker 48% of the time, not getting a ton of whiff, but he's a 21.9% career strikeout guy. So I think we could see a good start from him here. I think we could see a, a good amount of upside uh, for that money on FanDuel. I, I think you can easily get to it. Uh, the price is definitely more difficult on DK. Uh, Turnbull on the other side, not a guy I really love, but I think the matchup again also is, is pretty good here. The Brewers, not as good as people think they are or maybe thought they were. Maybe people have caught up to this. But uh, just a 144 ISO uh, against right-handed pitching, 26 in ba- overall in baseball, 75 WRC plus, a 25% uh, below average in uh, creating runs, 27.6% strikeout. So they're right there with the Tigers as far as being bad against right-handed pitching. Um, Turnbull, 48.4% ground balls. Only inducing 8.3% soft contact, which is a little weird for a guy who keeps the ball on the ground a lot. Gets decent whiff on his slider. Uh, 21.9% career strikeouts, 9.8% career walks. You mentioned the, uh, limiting the power. Only uh, 0.72 home run per nine, so he's definitely good in that. Uh, 20.4% strikeout this year, but uh, bumpy 15.1% walks. So tough spot, but uh, pro- or, I mean, sorry, uh, tough uh, history on him, but good spot. So uh, I think you could roll out a little bit of Turnbull, conservative. 
All right, our next two guys are kind of question marks. Got a couple of youngsters here and Kyle Wright. Uh, 6,500, though, and he is facing Miami. So that is, that is worth noting. He had six walks in his last start against one strikeout. The one before that, three walks, three strikeouts. Four walks, five strikeouts. Three walks, three strikeouts. For those of you scoring at home, that's 16 walks, 12 strikeouts, 12 earned runs. Yikes. Uh, on the other side, you have Sixto Sanchez. Not really sure what to expect from him. This will be his fourth start. He has given up three home runs, but just five total runs. He has five, 10, and four strikeouts. So that is 19 in his 19 innings. But it's a tough matchup against Atlanta. I think I'll have these guys at 5 to 10%, whereas the others I was waving off, these guys will actually make actively make my, my player portfolio but I'm not excited about it. Yeah, I, I think I could maybe squeeze in a little bit more six though than that. Uh, if he's at a reasonable price on draft. 6,200. Uh, that's, this is kind of the, the counterpoint of the how the Hauser uh, comment was if they were $2,000 cheaper, well, here's his version of him $2,000 cheaper. Yeah, so I, I think there's strikeout upside in the kid. Um, he's uh, facing the Braves, which you mentioned is not a good matchup. They're third overall with a 228 ISO and a 124 WRC plus against righties. Uh, but uh, he's yeah, they're a 24.9% strikeout rate. He's a strikeout pitcher, so there's some upside there. Uh, so maybe you can squeeze it to like 15, 20, and then only play like you know two thirds of those and uh, cut the, split the difference a little bit. Uh, but he's the out of the two, he's the guy that I would do that with. Sitting 92nd percentile in the, his his limited sample size uh, so far in X Woba, allowed like you mentioned a little bit of hard hit, 37th percentile in hard hit rate, uh, 44th in exit velo, uh, three home runs in his 19 point uh, 19 innings, uh, using his sinker 21.5 percent of the time, sets up a good whiff on his uh, four seamer and his changeup, heavy spin. Uh, so he's a pitcher I like. I like the upside. Right on the other side of things, uh, not liking him as much. You mentioned the uh, the funny with uh, back and forth with the uh, strikeouts on the walks. So how that lays out in percentage was exactly 17.9% strikeouts, 17.9% walks, <laughs> which is just comical. Uh, so one, uh, one seven seven home run per nine so far over his 15 innings, 5-4-4 XFIP. Decent whiff on his slider, but it's getting hit hard and he's getting hit hard. Uh, Marlins, uh, on the other hand, though, it's a great matchup. Uh, their one, two, seven ISO is second to last in baseball against righties. 91 WRC plus is actually a little higher than I expected it to be, but still 9% below average, uh, 25.8% strikeout rate. So there's opportunity there. It's going to come down to how much he puts these guys on base unnecessarily and how much he's able to harness his stuff and, and hold the bats down. So yeah, I would think five, 10% uh, at most. All right, next two, nothing really exciting here. Michael Walker at 9,200 on DK. That's just going to be a hard no. 69, 67, 98 pitches in his last three outings. Uh, of course, he was on the, the injured list for uh, two weeks there. So he pitched on the 2nd, the 28th, and then all the way back on August 7th. I'm just not interested. John Means, a little bit of interest, but the, but, uh, the Metropolitan's much, much, much better this year on offense and means has allowed two home runs in each of his last three games. Now he has allowed a total of nine earned runs, six home runs. So he's, he's uh, generally not getting a lot of base stealers, but he's also has just six strikeouts. So there's your funny numbers there. Six strikeouts, six home runs in his last three starts, even at 6,500. I'm not that interested. Yeah, I'm with Jan Means. I, I is not getting much uh, much whiff on any of his pitches. Uh, 2019 All Star John Means. <laughs> He'll always have that. He'll always have the first half of 2019. His changeup was working, and he was an interesting pitcher for a few weeks. Uh, but that is not uh, what's going on anymore. Uh, for his career, only 18.5 percent strikeouts, 1.61 home run per nine. Uh, just not much there. Uh, so I think we can definitely pass on him. And I think we can get to some of those Mets bats. Uh, 115 WRC plus so far this year. So 15% above average against lefties. Uh, 177 ISO as a team. So a bad lefty here. I think we can definitely smash in some of those Mets. And uh, I really like the upside for some of them. Uh, guy like Pete Alonzo, I'm getting a tremendous home run mark on Alonzo for tomorrow. So I think that could be a killer spot. All right. Uh, one other guy from the All-Star game, Dan Vogelbach. 
one of my favorites. He was my most picked player in last year's home run contest. He was released by the Mariners, signed by Toronto, released by Toronto after uh, four at bats. He's now with the Brewers, who cut uh, Smoke, uh, the sm- Justin Smoke. Yeah, I didn't catch that one. That was a couple days ago. They did that uh, on the third. Okay, yeah, I missed that in my uh, in keeping track of the lineups. I, I let uh, a site that shall not be named uh, handle uh, the projected lineups and the uh, confirmed lineups for me. But uh, I think we'll have that next year, though. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Uh, L.A. and Texas. We've got Lance Lynn at ninety four hundred. Andrew Haney at uh, eighty four hundred. Here's two guys I'm interested in. Haney in particular. He has been phenomenal in his last couple starts. 117 pitches in the last one. Tiny, tiny bit concerned about that, but it was 104 the one before that, 97 before that, 101 before that. But then remember, he had the quick hook from Joe Madden, 77, 87, 64, and 67. And a couple of those he was just on the move against the Mariners, and they pulled him early anyway. So he's someone I'm very, very interested in. Texas, not good. Lance Lynn kind of depends on what's going to happen with our Angels lineup. But I'm 9,400, that's that's the where you get a little hesitation. But he's gone 111, 110, 105, 111, 110, 109, 107, 102, 106. Pitch per dollar, even at 9,400, we're going to get it from him. So he's he's definitely in the mix. These guys feel like a pair of 20 percenters out of my, my 200% in play on DraftKings. Yeah, I expect these guys to be very much in play and uh, probably uh, lingering among the top options on the uh, top starters tool on both sides. I uh, like both pitchers. Uh, the pricing on uh, Lynn on FanDuel is pretty good, 8800 over on FanDuel. So I like that price for Lance Lynn here. Uh, you mentioned it's going to come down to you know what's in the Angels lineup a little bit. And their overall numbers, they were actually a little bit better than I was expecting uh, against Brady's. Uh, 194 ISO and a 120 WRC+. plus only strike out 21.2% of the time and draw 12% walks. Some of that had uh, Tommy Listella in it. I don't think I clicked away from the, uh, I clicked onto the active roster there. So those might be a little bit wonky, but still a little better than I was expecting the angels to rank out. Uh, but I do like the upside. Uh, Lynn's picked up his strikeouts the last two years. He put about a hundred uh, RPMs extra on his uh, four seamer before 20. Scouts went up from a 23.4% average that he was at pretty much every year. Uh, to 28.1% last year, 27.2% this year. So he's pitching really well, uh, and it's it's a reasonable spot, reasonable price. So I think he's definitely in play. I like Haney better, uh, like you were saying. Pitching really well, only two home runs allowed in 44 innings this year, getting very good whiff on his four-seamer. That comes in with heavy, heavy spin. Uh, So it's a very good pitch, getting good whiff on his curveball that he sets up with that pitch. Uh, Change-ups he uses against the uh, righties, decent whiff, but uh, gives up a – excuse me, it's on the, on the curveball rather when people make contact with that good curveball that he gets a lot of swing and miss on, uh, they do have a two, four, five, uh, X ISO on that pitch. So a little bit dicey on the, you know, when he leaves it hanging, but that's typical of a hanging curve Rangers, not a team. I worry about doing that much to him. Uh, one, three, seven ISO to lefties this year, 67 WRC plus, uh, there's really no threat in that lineup other than Joey Gallo. Uh, he hits lefties well. He hits lefties for power well, but we know he strikes out a ton. Uh, hitting 176 uh, with a 324 on base, a 387 slug, uh, 210 ISO still this year, but his WRC plus 15% below average. So I'm not even really worried about Gallo here. I think we can roll out a lot of Haney. Uh, yeah, I I say that. So this is just this is their active roster versus their raw total, but it hasn't changed that much. They've scored 144 runs total this season. Um, that's across 40 games, so that's what three and a half per game. They have 40. Their active roster has 43 runs scored against righties. Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> that that's just what happens. So when when we say they have, you know, like a was it a 60 something WRC plus against. Uh, lefties uh, or sorry that was their score against lefties i'm sorry against righties it's 70 so they're scoring 30 to 35 percent less than the average team this is just it's part ballpark and it's part horrible horrible uh contact for their players they're just they're not connecting at all yeah, and I mean, look, there's there's not much mystery in why you look at that lineup and just who's in it, and it's it's just not a collection of good hitters. So, 
just on name value alone, you can recognize that with this lineup. But uh, yeah, going down, batting average, I, I don't really care about, but just to use it here, nobody hitting 300 on this team, nobody with an on-base percentage over 350 on this team, uh, nobody slugging more than 476, which is Jose Trevino in a very limited sample size. So Nick Solak is their cleanup hitter. <laughs> right, exactly. I wouldn't have named him. More. Yeah, I would have said, is he is he the the second baseman for one of the AL Central teams batting eight? <laughs> no, he's batting cleanup for the Rangers. There we are. Uh, continuing along here, so moral of the story: play the pitchers in that game. Tyler Molly is going to have to face some lefties. We know that's a huge problem for him. Uh, home runs tend to happen a lot when he faces lefties. So that's that's just it's all going to come down to what is the lineup. Alec Mills on the other side, his range of outcomes is negative. Let's see this season. Uh, I'm just, these are just his fantasy points: two and a half, negative point three, twenty three, negative eight, thirteen, twenty four, seventeen. That's any numbers in play with him. Roller coaster. I don't know what to do. Do you feel lucky today? Well, do you, Punk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a game of Russian roulette with that kid for sure. So, uh, not getting a good projection on him here, if that helps from my model. Uh, not really in love with the spot for the kid. Um, I, I would probably be more, more inclined to play Molly despite the lefties. Uh, overall on Mills, uh, he is getting 49.2% ground balls, inducing 19.3% soft contact. But uh, over 38 innings, he's got a 480 XFIP. Uh, decent whiff on his changeup to both hands. It's his, it's his real one good swing and miss pitch. But uh, overall, just not a lot there right now. I think he's going to be an okay pitcher in that uh, keep the ball on the ground, not allow a ton of opportunity kind of mold. But I don't think he's ready yet. Reds are sitting six in the league with a 196 ISO and uh, well, actually a WRC plus a little below average, despite the good ISO uh, in the split. But uh, I think they could get to this kid um, would not be really inclined to go to him. And I'll let this top stacks tool probably dictate how much I get to red stacks tomorrow. I'm curious to see what Alex thinks of them there. I get good projections on them, but uh, be very curious uh, what he thinks. Mally on the other side, Pitching pretty well overall um, as far as strikeouts go. 28.5% uh, strikeout rate this year, which is uh, up pretty significantly from his 22.5% over his career. Uh, we always like to look for something tangible, and he did add 200 RPMs to his four-seamer uh, before the season. So there is a very, very specific change that he made, and it makes a difference. That's something that does make a difference in how you set up your other pitches, uh, and it's, it's helping him get good whiff on his other pitches. So it could be a real change, could be working, uh, but he's also walking more hitters and he's allowing a few more home runs. Uh, overall, 4.78 x uh, XFIP in his 30 innings. And the Cubbies sit uh, with a fourth in the league with a 214 ISO and a 104 WRC plus against righties. So a lot of lefty power, could be pretty dangerous for him. And like you mentioned, for his career, 2.24 home run per nine uh, against lefties uh, over his entire career. So that's a little bit ugly. Uh, so far this year, that's uh, at a 1.65. Uh, that means uh, three home runs in 68 total lefties face this year. So we can probably look to uh, more of the Cubs left-handed bats here than we, uh, than we look to Molly, I think. The wraparound stack, Hipness at Always the top. Yep, it's that's definitely going to be in in one of our articles. <laughs> I can guarantee <laughs> that. All right, now we've got one good pitcher, one yeah, Chichi almost said Rodriguez Gonzalez. Uh, you you know that one. Josh actually got that one when I said did the thing last year, but uh, it's uh, Chichi Gonzalez. I don't want to tangle with San Diego. They've made too many additions. I mean, think about this. They, they lose Tommy Pham, but then they get, gain all the, you know, the Austin Olas, the Jason Castros, the situational hitters. Uh, it's it, they're, they're in a very nice spot to make a run here. But Mike Clevenger, 9,700 going against Colorado. We know that traditionally Colorado scores about 30% less on the road, even with the advanced metrics. They're not a great team. Coors Field boosts them into being a good team, but once they leave the park, they're, they're not great. 
Uh, so I definitely am, am interested in, in Clevenger. What do you like or not like from Clevenger? Yeah, I'm with you. We liked uh, Lamette in this spot today, and uh, I think it's very similar for Clevenger. I think he's got very good strikeout upside, 27.1% uh, strikeouts for his career. Uh, this year, 20% strikeouts, but uh, limited sample, uh, only five starts, 28 innings, 10.4% walks. Again, not very worried about it. Uh, that would even out over time. He missed some starts uh, because he was involved in that Cleveland uh, COVID thing before they traded him. That's why they traded him, or at least part of why. Uh, ultimately, you mentioned it, the Rockies uh, versus righties and the Rockies on the road. Both a bad combo. I mentioned it against Lamette, and it holds true here. 72 WRC plus on the road, 77 uh, WRC plus against righties. So they don't create runs, and they don't do it on, uh, create runs on the road. So I really like the spot here. I think he could have a very nice start for the money. Uh, getting a good projection on him. He's one of my top starters. 9600 on FanDuel I think is a pretty reasonable price for this opportunity for the spot. A lot of win equity with the Padres. Uh, I think they're going to smash Chi-Chi here, uh, get ridiculous home run marks on uh, the top, well, the entire top of the lineup and pretty much the entire lineup going top to bottom. Uh, so I think they're in a killer spot. A lot of win equity for Clevenger here. So I would be stacking Padres and I would be rolling out a lot of my Clevenger. All right, Luke Weaver somewhat turned things around, at least from a power perspective, has allowed just one, one home run in his last four starts. Uh, on the season, he's still allowed eight and 32 innings. I don't want to tangle with uh, the, the Dodgers. On the other side, we have Walker Bueller. Uh, he has gone 71, 92, 89, 87, 79, and 56 pitches. He is 10,200. They will be pitching in Arizona. I assume the roof will be closed. I'll look at that. That's a hefty price tag. It's your tournament pivot away from Clevenger, but I don't know that it's the right move. Even what would the spread in, in their the player popularity have to be before you'd move away from Clevenger and to Walker Bueller? 97 for Clevenger and 10-2 for Bueller. For me, not too much. Okay. I do like Walker Bueller. I'm a sucker for Bueller. Uh, I think there's a ton of upside for him, but I think what you're getting at is what's his pitch count going to yeah. be and what's the risk there, which is extreme. Um, he, he pitched, what did he go, uh, five uh, scoreless innings the last outing, mm -hmm. I think, and that was coming back off of a blister issue. So I think we could get a good start from him uh, if he gives us six. Uh, you know, that's, that's what we're shooting for. Uh, and we need that, I think, for that price. He I put up he 30, 35 DK points, 11 strikeouts in six innings in his start before that, before the blister. So you're ab you're absolutely correct in pointing that out. Yeah, so that's the kind of start we're looking for if we do roll them out. It's risky, of course. We're accepting risk. But if there's a good ownership differential, it doesn't have to be super crazy for me to do it. Uh, and I'll definitely have some Bueller. Uh, the ownership differential and the size of that gulf, the size of that delta will dictate how much Bueller I'm getting to, I think. Uh, but he'll definitely be in play for me. Uh, D-backs 24th in the league, uh, 147 ISO against right-handed pitching, 13% uh, below average WRC+. Plus. They're a little bit patient. They do only strike out 20.6% of the time. So it's kind of a rock versus a hard place situation. But in this case, I like Bueller's side of that. I think his talent overcomes and he puts up a pretty good strikeout start, assuming that we get a decent ratio, a decent set of pitches from him, which is, again, the, the big concern. Uh, Weaver, you hit it on the head. I don't want to tangle with this Dodgers lineup. Uh, I like the pitcher in general. He was pitching terribly early in the season. He's hopefully pulling it together. But the Dodgers are first in baseball with a 252 ISO, which is, I think, like 20-some-odd points again over uh, the, the next highest team. Uh, 128 WRC plus. They only strike out 19.9% of the time against righties, which is first in baseball. What's ridiculous that I noticed while I was looking at that, their BABIP against righties is 26th worst in baseball at 275. They could be much, much better than this against righties. That's crazy. So I want no part of this. I want no part of Weaver. Uh, I would be looking into Dodgers stats. All right. And Arizona has not yet announced what they're doing with the roof. They usually do that for their entire upcoming home stands. They have not. It's going to be in the mid to upper 90s. That's a dry heat out there in Arizona. But that's also uh, kind of the temperature range where they start to leave the roof open on some of these. It's going to be a 640 local start, so I don't want to make any guesses on this one. Uh, if it was going to be, if I saw that the projected temperature was going to be 103 or higher, I would think they'd have it closed. I don't know at this point. 
so I don't want to guess on that one. But there's a nice uh, MLB.com backslash dbacks backslash ballpark information is, is where I go to look for this, and they do a good job of updating that. Um, last game of the night is Seattle at San Francisco. Terry, did they, did they use up all of the juiced baseballs? The runs, the runs have come down dramatically these last couple of games. Uh, tonight, we're seeing a nice performance by Kevin Gaussman. Went six innings allowed, one run, nine strikeouts. Uh, Zach Gallon on the other side had a rougher night, but uh, allowed four runs, six strikeouts. So that's just five runs. When you consider they've been averaging 11.4, second most in, in any stadium of this season, that's, that's a major decrease. And it actually has been for the last three games. It's a, it, it is a big decrease for sure. And again, you know, everything we've been talking about with the park, we, it has to be taken as a, it's, it's a small sample. So, and man, it's slightly it, tongue yes. in cheek, but damn yes. it, there's yes. something there, right? Right, right. It, it sure <laughs> seems like it. So whether it's the park, the ball, who knows? But uh, I, I still think there is something, you know, ultimately to that. And it'll be interesting to watch it play out next year uh, if they make no other changes. Uh, but I think it's also today it was a case of two good pitchers. Uh, I, I think Gaussman's pitching very well this year. We talked about him a little bit uh, on multiple shows uh, throughout the last 24 hours. Uh, same with Gallon. So I think that's a little bit of that. Uh, definitely not the same pitchers tomorrow. Uh, I've got uh, LJ Newsom going, L-J-A-Y-L-J. Uh, as far as I know, not related to T-J-T-E-J-A-Y Antone from the Reds. But uh, two fairly ridiculous names, if you ask me. I don't know. We're we're a little older than some of the people out there. Is this how we're spelling these names now? And technically, it's correct. <laughs> I suppose it is phonetic. We'll get away with it. And then we've also got uh, J Hap, who goes uh, spells his name J dot A dot and pronounces it J. But we won't get into that. He's also on the slate. So some weirdness. But uh, I don't really want any uh, any part of any either of these pitchers. Uh, Fifty nine hundred for Newsom. I guess if you really, for some reason, needed to justify uh, a price on FanDuel and didn't want to go to the other guy who was super cheap, uh, he's the 28th overall prospect in the Mariners' system, 18.5% strikeout over his seven innings, very basic-looking arsenal, 92-mile-an-hour fastball, not much spin, 77-mile-an-hour curve, 85-mile-an-hour change, not a ton of whiff. Giants 16th in the league, 172 ISO against righties, but creating runs 10% better than average against them. Only 22% strikeout, so I prefer the offense on that side of the game. Uh, and I don't like the Mariners' offense, but I don't really like much about Logan Webb going up against them either. Uh, so I think that might be a double stay away. He limits the power. He keeps the ball on the ground to some degree, 48.1% this year, uh, allowing a 333 bad bit again. So he's gotten a little bit unlucky, but bad quality contact. When he leaves it up in the zone, uh, it, people tend to hit it hard. Mariners uh, exactly league average in uh, WRC plus against righties at 100 and a 156 ISO. Not a ton to love about that lineup, but uh, again, just not a pitcher I really want much of. Yeah, and LJ Newsom has taken his time moving up through the the ranks here. He's 23. He's almost 24. Uh, he has been with the in the Mariners out right out of high school, but he has uh, let's see, 60 innings at low A ball. He has 130 innings at A ball. He has 240 innings at high A ball. What I'm not saying there is the words double A and triple A. He has 48 double A innings and 10 triple A innings. He has been in the lowest of the low minor leagues uh, levels, and it, his numbers there have just been mediocre at best, uh, between a seven and an eight strikeout per nine. That's not good. He should, if he was going to be a high-end prospect that should be between eight and a half and even ten in some of his stuff it's not yeah when you're only when you're only in the uh, i was looking on the a little further down the page in the percentage but it's the exact same numbers that we're talking about uh when you're in uh, a ball striking out 20.9 percent of hitters you are not a high-end pitcher uh so i don't think we need uh, any of him really in our lives yeah. even for the price even with the ballpark i just yeah. don't know yeah. Can't justify it. Forget about that. Go to that other cheap guy that we were talking about earlier. Rewind, listen again, and go to him. Yeah, if you want a 5-10% guy, I'm totally good with that. A little differentiation, no problem. Uh, I'd probably equate him right about with uh, Chichi Gonzalez. Easier matchup, but not by, you know, but not a more talented pitcher. 
Yeah. I'm not a comp you really want. All right. There we are. Hey, we managed to do this without mentioning any sponsor stuff, but we are, time is running out on the Osmo Sleeper uh, uh, promo. That's going to end on Thursday when NFL starts. You get one month of Osmo NFL DFS content at 30% off. With the promo code sleeper, we'll also top in this, uh, toss in the season-long best ball draft guide. Uh, and I know a lot of you guys are still doing it into the weekend. Most of the the sites kind of cut off their best balls with the Thursday night game, but you still get uh, three days because we got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before those are going to run out. And, hey, we're tossing it in there for free. And then if you go sign up at the FFPC, your same email, we'll make sure you get a $35 credit over there. So we're kind of paying you to do this. But with that, gamers, hopefully the tech sounded good, or at least passable. (laughs) Good luck.